Hello and welcome to the Three Amigos FBL pod ahead of game week 17. I'm your host Don and I'm joined as always by your amigo Mars and your amiga Kylie. Welcome to the show folks. Um, Kylie, I'll start with you first because I know as much as game week, uh, game week 16 hasn't ended yet as Everton is still ongoing, you've had a little bit of a poor week. Um, how about you tell our listeners all about it? No, I thank you for that lead-in. And in, in fact, it's just got more annoying because I have an Everton defender and Watford just scored. So that's really upsetting. Um, Who scored for Watford? Do you know? Have you been I don't know. I, I, I don't know and I don't care. I just know I didn't get that clean sheet. So, um, yeah. look, to be honest, I, at, at this stage, it was a am not even... It was an on goal by Coleman. Oh, oh even better. Oh, even better. It's just the tone um, of this week. I tell you what. Look, it it started off so much worse. I've kind of managed to somehow drag myself over the line of semi-respectability at this point with Doherty scoring last night, thank God. And honestly, it's like I had this kind of – situation where I refused to believe that Doherty had scored because I was like, no, that's not possible. That would mean something went right. Um, I benched Alonso and he's not coming on this week. I captained Lacazette and um, that was, you know, just one of many. Obviously, I, I was one of the significant number of people who... Sorry? Did you have him as, uh, like, second or third sub? I had him as third sub, yeah. Was that planned or just you didn't realise? No, that was that was planned. I really didn't fancy them. They'd been poor and I really – he hasn't been attacking. And on the basis of attacking points, that decision was justified. Oh, my God. Watford have just scored again. <laughs> what? I have to say, Kylie, you know you're putting Colin Alonso as third sub. I um I tweeted out on um before the game week and I said about what are people doing with Alonso and an awful lot of people were saying sub three. They literally didn't want to see him coming on, um because they feared like getting getting maybe minus points even um if if Man City really kind of um unleashed on Chelsea. So a lot of people were doing what you yeah. did. I, I had him myself at sub one. Um, but with Marshall then not traveling with, um, with United, I, he basically was straight into my lineup anyway. So, um, them six points have been, have been lovely for me. But, uh, but yeah, it's, it is painful because it, it made sense in some ways. And especially if you didn't fancy him to have attacking returns, I don't think anyone really saw a clean sheet coming for Chelsea. That's exactly it. Yeah, it's not. I, di- I didn't think that he'd be getting minus or anything, but I just didn't. I, at no stage did I see a clean sheet happening there. So ordinarily, if I benched, and I have done that a few times this season, where I normally wouldn't, which is bench a premium defender, but I have done it to great effect um, on a couple of occasions and in those instances I had the person as first on my bench but I didn't do that this time and it bit me in the butt. I kind of got away with it with Lacazette a bit because my alternatives would have been Sterling or Kane which Mm. you know Kane certainly was no better. Sterling no different so um, but it was just Saturday was was fairly soul-crushing (laughs) <laughs> to be honest, um, yeah. I'm lucky. I didn't take a hit, so for that I'm grateful. And it, you know, I'll I'll be sort of forties ish. Yeah, I think the, the it's, it's a lot for a lot of people. Yeah, the game week it will be a bit of one to forget. Um, but I mean, even the decision to bench Alonso was even more understandable because a lot of the kind of the budget options had kind of good fixtures. So like even yeah. Juan Basaka and Balbuena for myself. Um, you could see, of course, the clean sheet coming more for those guys who have reasonable attacking potential as well. 
um, rather than Alonso this week. But sure, we live and learn. Um, we live and learn, colleague. Um, myself, I'm I was second of the amigos, of course. Um, this game week, I I think by the looks of it, it's going to be six to three points. Um, actually, no, sixty nine points because Alonso's six have to come on for me. Which um, so I'm very happy with that. Robertson and Doherty doing the business as well as Anderson, Richarlison. I had Aubameyang as my captain, so I went with my Arsenal attacker as well, Kylie. Um, and the the assist kind of got me out of jail a little bit. But, but that's um, interesting because I had all those players as well. I had Robertson, I had Robertson, Anderson, um, Richarlison, um, and Dar- Doherty. Dar- Doherty, yeah, and Robertson. Yeah, but they. Yeah, they basically got all of my points, so, yeah, so no yeah. one else contributed. Yeah, but at least you didn't take a hit because a lot of people were mm. taking hits. But yeah. Um, but yeah, we we live and learn. Um, tell us, uh, Marzi, um, I'll let you have your couple of minutes in the sunshine. So uh, tell the lovely listeners all about your fantastic game week. Uh, yeah, um, it was uh, it was all right. <laughs> no, I got. Uh, I think I'm around sixty nine, seventy points. I can see you smiling uh, from which, here, Marzi. Which proves can me feel it. Do, 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 by the way, you know we're near 69. I don't know your math. I, I think you need to check your math teacher, man. Like, I think you're, you're on I have, uh, I have Alonso coming on, bro. brother. Yeah, 56 plus six is not. No, no, I'm, lo- I'm looking at my uh, my my um, bonus points predictive on fix, and that's what. Oh. Has me yes, which means uh, I'm at 25k yeah, overall. Yeah, uh, you still not. There, man. Uh, but anyway, come on, uh, come on, Marzi. Yeah, don't, uh, don't be so obsessed. Tell, tell the people about your week. Don't be worrying about me. No, I'd just like to correct you. Um, <laughs> no. Sigurdsson uh, just missed a penalty, by the way. For, um, if you have Sigurdsson unlucky, it was a save. And if you have Foster in goal, you're even happy. Uh, but yeah, I got. So I'm on uh, 70, 71 points, actually. So yeah, no, I was happy. Listen, I've been captain Salah, but I captain Boomerang as well. Um, but uh, I had Salah, um, so I was happy with that. I, I had stuck with him. I didn't think about transferring him out, but I decided against it. Uh, I did start with Alonso. I had Robo as well. Uh, Snodgrass was one of my sides. So I sold Hazard, bought in Snodgrass, so I got the same. Between Snodgrass and Kane, and I sold Hazard. And Aguero, I got the same points, nine points between the two. So I was happy with that, but maybe Hazard will uh, either come back or I just have to uh, hope that the others do the business. I was really annoyed with Martial because that was one of, you know, if he was there, he would probably score. Do- I know, that's the fix you, anyway. you want him for. It's frustrating. Exactly, exactly, exactly. The annoying thing is we're not, we don't know when he's back. And United after Liverpool, and even with the Liverpool fixture, you know, Mourinho is going to set out to try and nullify he doesn't want to lose to Liverpool but he's he loves stopping teams doing well like what he did with City like what he did and he wants to do with Liverpool so you don't know but after that they've got some good fixtures and it's really annoying Marshall. I'd rather have a player that is injured for a while I don't yeah to justify getting injured. rid of them yeah exactly it's the same with Wilson I know we're going to yeah. talk about it but you just don't know what's happening I read somewhere it could be three weeks it could be six weeks others are saying he's back next week I'm like, okay, uh, anyhow, he's saying, oh, yeah, we're hoping he'll be fine for the weekend. But he's entirely unreliable, as we know. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. And yeah, so yeah. It's, just, it's just it's the same with Martial. With these, I think he has a hamstring strain. Right? And if you aggravate that, you're going to be out for a long period. Do you risk it over the winter period over with, congest- with, con- with the congestion? I just don't know. I'll be stalking Ben Dinnery again, like I said I was last, last week. Um, and I'm... I'm I'm definitely, and I did last week, and I'm leaving it for the last minute. I don't know what I'm going to do. My plan was to bring, I'm cityless at the moment, and that scares me. I survived two weeks, because one week Sane scored exactly what Hazard did, which I was, who I was going to sell for, and then um, this week City did nothing. So I was fine, but I can't keep going like that. I need yeah, that's to bring too much Sterling stress. Or Sane in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, listen, we have... I want to go back to basics. The best players are going to come back into my team. This means that I need to bring in um, uh, either Sterling or Sane. I really want Sterling, but, you know, I don't know. Hoping to uh, get a divine intervention, one player gets sent off or get injured or something, and then I'll, uh, the decision is easier. Yeah, I'm but always, yeah. I'm, as I've always told you, my DMs are always open, Mars, for advice and, you know, whenever you need it. Um, let's move on. If I had a list of people who to get advice from, I don't think you even make that list. 
thanks, thanks, my Love, love you. Uh, well, let's let's move on to the list, the standings for the Three Amigos Classic League. Uh, Joe Stone's Victor Moses' lawn still is top on one thousand sixty-five points plus the Richardson points from tonight. So um, having a, having a spectacular start to the season. I believe he's like um, top top six hundred or something in in the world at the moment. So um, so he's he's doing great. Um, special mention to the top manager so far this month. month uh, this month, Pablo Weimar with uh, eighty three points so far this game week to follow up on sixty nine midweek. So nice work from a per- person who clearly is a fellow fan of uh, the Argentine number ten, who should have been uh, he should have had a lot more caps internationally if not for the fact that he was of course competing with the, the fabulous uh, Raquel May for most of his career um, Ying, I, this, this name is going to give me troubles but uh, Ying V uh, Grostad gets an honourable mention with 148 so far in December so uh, keep those wagons rolling amigos um, second in our classic league is of course still Sky Player in FBL who is a listener question in for us this week, this week. so Paul Jones well done to you and um, in third place actually and moving up is um is Paul Paulus Matthias. So that's Paul Gunnar Hangulan's team. So um they're on a thousand and fifty-eight points. My hope this game week was to break a thousand and looks like I've done it. But um those guys are on like one thousand sixty four, one thousand fifty eight. So um so a decent bit ahead. But um well done to all at the top of our leaderboard. Um let's move on guys. When normally of course this section of the show is a little bit of a shorter pod than normal because of um the Christmas period. We're, we're all a little bit busy with work and everything like that so um, so we're all just going to have a little bit of a shorter pod but we can't of course have a Three Amigos podcast without Mars's rant so um, take it away Mersey for your rant of the week <laughs> yeah so I, I put a tweet out after the Salah uh, show on uh, on the weekend uh, and uh, proper bang <laughs> it wasn't meant to be it was just my opinion uh, but yes thank you for you know, Don was really jealous. He kept messaging me about it. He's like, "How do you do it? How do you do it?" Teach me, but you know, sorry, Don. Just, I can't. You can't teach those things. You can't teach those things. Yeah. Uh, just watch and learn. But yeah, listen. Uh, it's popular. It's populism. Like You're basically the Trump of FBL. So you're just going for populism. Well, you could have gone Pierce. Come on, Trump. Come on. <laughs> um, uh, but yeah, like, listen, I think there's two sides to the story. First, yes, I, you know, for me, enjoy having a play. I absolutely enjoy them scoring. Why not? That's that's the beauty of the game, you know. Uh, I, I personally, I show my frustration as much as I show my uh, enjoyment. Like when everybody knows I sold Richardson and he got 15 points and I shared that. And then when I had Salah, I was like, yes. Um, but I think laughing at people and saying, aha, you don't own Salah. I, I don't think, personally, I don't think it's on, on Twitter now. Somebody made a great comment to me saying, but in my mini league, I will, of course, I ripped on to pieces every pod and he will, will do the same to me and we will do the same to Kylie. I do it with my mates where I have a cash league. That's the whole point of banter. But these are your mates, so you can. Now, we need to realise on Twitter, sometimes uh, some people take it a lot more seriously than others. Some people get affected more than others. And also, if you, if you are an account that people look up to or look for, stuff like that, I think you just have to have a bit of responsibility. Let's put it that way, to be political correct so yeah enjoy enjoy the scores uh, but just be aware you know but I, I thought you know I think it blew out of proportion let's all move on forget about it and hopefully we'll all be celebrating in all our places at the end of the day it's a game we're all competing against each other but just just you know be careful that's it yeah, you have to have a bit of uh, you have to have a bit of awareness because sometimes I think it is a bit irritating when people go imagine not owning Salah this week or imagine not owning Kane last week or whatever and they're kind of going yeah but like if if he hadn't done what he had done would you still be on there shouting the odds about how you own him and where you you know and rubbing people's nose on it right. it can be well, a bit classy is, yeah well I, I guess the thing is in the instance with, you know with Salah there was absolutely just cause to sell it's not like it was this incredibly obvious thing that all of a sudden he was going to come out and bang a hat trick it wasn't so you know, um, it was just probably not intended to go the way it went, but there needed to be a little bit of consciousness because it can read as um, smug when, as we all said, 
you know, we've all had plenty of moments where we've we've got a goal from someone or someone's done really well and we're so relieved and so happy and enjoying that moment and that is absolutely fine. It's just kind of sometimes you have to read the room a little bit, I think. Yeah, yeah, and we've all had the times where we've had a bad game week and yeah. the last thing you want is to go on and feel that you're – you basically need to log off, <laughs> which sometimes I have to do. But um, being but anyway, punched in the face, no one likes punched that. Punched in the face. Um, yeah, the, let's let's move on, folks. Actually, to the listener questions, and we got a ton of them in, and they're going to be the basis of our show, basically. But um, the first question came in from Prashant Tuari, and it basically, I guess, will define how long this podcast is going to be, whether it's going to end right now. Um, but uh, he was asking, is FPL really worth playing? And um, <laughs> Um, we'll, we'll say we'll say yes, but uh, if you do find that FPL is making you miserable or making you um, narky with your family, I would suggest maybe taking a little breather and going for a walk with the dog or something. And you know, because it's not it's not worth that. It is supposed to be a bit of fun. And I know some people do take it so seriously that it ruins their weekend when they don't do well. But um, I guess have a little bit of perspective and maybe look at the news or something like that to to give yourself a bit of bit of perspective in it all. But um, yeah, yeah, it is it is worth the it is worth playing. <laughs> um, with the the we actually got a bunch of questions to do with the end of the premium defence and um, mm-hmm. Kylie, I'll come to you first on this. But um, I'll give the these are the kind of tweets we got in about it. FBL Thunder Jeff was um was that's at, at Thunder sixty six UK. He was saying buenos dias amigos hope you're all well i currently have three premium defenders but i'm thinking of downgrading to just one to spend more up front is at the end of the line for defensive acronyms husky nation was asking he's shifted um from defense centric towards more offensive and um, that's because mendy alonso issues and less clean sheets and so he's thinking whether or not there is a template moving forward as in you know moving away from those premiums um andre l was thinking the same way whether to downgrade alonso and um or moving along moving marshall and down downgrading alonso or robo to get son in for instance um and even um, Dave from Burnley was asking about is it time to abandon the defensive expensive defence um, that's his question so Kylie what's your thinking is um, these these premium defenders they've served us so well so far this season but is it looking like there may be a tie change that we need we need to be um, to be bearing in mind and maybe when we're looking to make our transfers to to, uh, to leave more cash for spending in midfield and up front it's certainly something that I am looking at. Um, we have a lot of us have done really, really well out of a, a I guess, full premium. Um, by that I mean sort of three really premium defenders and and then maybe a couple of cheaper ones earlier in the season. And indeed, we had a lot of options in that space from teams who were keeping clean sheets, and um, we also had. Alonso and Mendy um, getting a lot of assists and, and so on. So that made it really, really viable. Um, I I think in the case of Robertson, for me, he is someone that I will be holding on to um, in that premium price bracket. He just got an assist at the weekend again, and I think he's pretty consistent. I know that there's temptation to look at Alexander-Arnold, and I wouldn't dispute that as an option. He will get the odd rest, but as we've seen, players that were viewed as completely nailed have been getting rests, so I think it's par for the course. But for me, I, it's not something I would be looking at with him. With Alonso, it's definitely something that I am looking at, and I guess the, the thing is here, it, it's not that I don't think he is a top option, but at $7 million, I want to be getting the attacking returns and he's just not looking on it in that regard, statistically speaking, either. So, you know, if you want the Chelsea clean sheets, you can get in on that action with David Luiz for substantially less. So you don't need to be spending that on Alonso. You spend that on him for the semi-consistent attacking returns and you know I benched him I put him third on my bench this week such was my lack of confidence in in getting anything from him in that regard so if that's the case that 1.5 or potentially more is better spent elsewhere I mean in fact if you look at 
Now, this is unfortunate timing because we're about to talk about Digne or whatever his name is. I can never pronounce it. Um, from Everton, who is in my team, who unfortunately just conceded two goals and made me very angry. But aside from that, um, he's actually performing from an attacking perspective better than Alonso. So he's averaging an attempt per match in across the last four. It's basically 0.5 for Alonso. And um, if you look at his chances created, it's 2.7 chances created versus 0.2. He's also on some corners too. So, you know, there's a, there's a big difference in price there when you compare those two. Then you throw Doherty in the mix, three returns <coughs> in three games. Yeah? Cut. Carly, so just just question though. We talk. We, we, you just made first stats about Dinier. Based on those stats, how many points has he got? How many assists and goals has he got? No, he hasn't delivered on those. That's yeah, and that's and that's where I think we need to be really careful when we look at stats. I'm not, not disputing what you're saying because I'm also looking at downgrading Alonso potentially. But when people say Dinier or Everton, and you look at their stats, it's the same. Actually. The only asset right now I'd look at for is Havis Fabianski because he seems to get uh, save points, penalty points, etc. People went for West Ham defenders because of the stats and and some of the fixtures. They're conceding right, left. Um, So I just want to... Yeah. What I would say on that, though, I guess um, the, the point is here, which is something I'm about to get to on clean sheets. We've just seen during heavy fixture congestion over the last couple of weeks, a serious lack of clean sheets, which isn't that surprising given that the players who generally aren't getting rests are the defenders. So, you know, there's a case to be said that they're getting slightly more tired, we're conceding more goals. And if that's the case, if our bread and butter for these premium teams, which is goals, and they're not keeping those clean sheets – you need to really feel certain that you're going to get those attacking returns because if you're not guaranteed the clean sheets there and you, we know you're not guaranteed the clean you sheets. You may as well be keeping options. less money. Yeah. Exactly. So you may as well be looking at some of these cheaper options then because you may not, I may not ever get my assist, you know, from Dinier, but he's still an option in a team that is capable of keeping a clean sheet and he's a lot cheaper. I mean, mm. Doherty, I've had since he was 4.5 and barely anybody had him. I got him in like my game week six wildcard. He's been unreal. I know he's highly owned now um, and he's probably like the the primary option we would talk about in terms of cheap attacking. You know, Doherty's not keeping clean sheets, but it doesn't matter because he's cleaning up in attacking points. Absolutely. Absolutely. He's a good example. He's a good example of players uh, they deliver on their stats, but I don't even need to see the stats to know that Doherty is playing so well. I mean, he's like a he's oh, been, he's, he's, got, he's, he's a cheap Alonso. He's a cheap Alonso. Uh, now I have Bennett, and I'm suffering with Wolves because I'm not getting anything out of Wolves because they're exactly. conceding even when winning. But Do- and Doherty is a great example. So for example, I'm looking at potentially one of the one of the options I'm looking at is Alonso to Doherty because for me, return wise, they're very similar, and the price I'm saving nearly two million uh, or one. 1.8 or something like that. A word of warning, though, uh, Mars, is that if you go to Darty, you're, you're never going to catch me if you just keep on imitating my players. Um, one, one thing, actually, I wanted to actually... Imitating name. your players. Huh? <laughs> yeah, exactly. yeah, they, they've just become the Dom players. They've yes, just become the you Dom imitated players, yeah. my player. This all started... Yeah. Wait, so, I mean, the key thing that people are talking about here is, you know, it's not just selling down defence for the sake of it. It's to fund, um, you know, expensive players further upfield because there Mm. are a lot of premium players who have been delivering and we're now throwing Tottenham midfielders into the mix where they weren't before. So indeed, we'll be be definitely getting because we do want to talk a lot about the Spurs options in a little while. One little point before we actually move on was, um, you know, when you mentioned... um, uh, Trent Alexander-Arnold, I know in terms of rotation, we'll have to accept rotation all over the place, especially with the premium teams who are involved in a lot of competitions. That's one of the beauties with Doherty, for instance, 
is that Wolves will have a lot less matches and he's probably going to play a lot more matches than than a lot than even Robertson or these guys. He'll play extra bonus matches where they won't play. So he's reliable in that point of view. Whereas I think with Arnold, the only thing is that Klopp has said numerous times that he is only a kid and that he does definitely want to to watch his minutes. So um the, the injury to the injury of course to Gomez might scupper that a little bit, but Liverpool have another right back called Camacho who's um who 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 Klopp played a lot in the preseason and he rates very highly, so I wouldn't be surprised if we see him rotating in and out. Um, so the young star, keep... the young star, the youngster Jimmy Milner. Yeah, he, yeah, the other Milner, but he does have options, and I think that he will be a player of the Liverpool defenders. I think he is the one we're going to have to just accept a lot more rotation with yeah, if you yeah. are going to go for him as a bonus. Just, but, so, um, just to talk about the defense. Sorry, before we move on. So mm-hmm. the answer to the question is there's nothing wrong with downgrading, but you just have to be careful where you're going. So, for example, I see absolutely no point, and I agree with Carly on downgrade, downgrading on Robertson. You watch Liverpool, they become really compact, and I'm probably about to jinx them. They're keeping clean sheets, and Robertson is always attacking and and uh, uh, delivering assists. There's, for me, if you're thinking of keeping a premium player, you need to look at him, for example, or, or, or Van Dijk if you've got him, because they they are, they will play most of the games and they will return most of the time. I've always said with defenders, you normally get what you pay for. Now Doherty is the exception, because if Doherty was six, six point five, we and those people who and he'll probably be 5.5 next next season right now there are other options like we just said biscuit if you look there's i mean even look at the teams that are quite strong at home and because those cheap midfielders you're probably gonna want to rotate for example Huddersfield you might laugh but they are quite strong at home and if you have somebody like Schindler for example in my team you look at their fixtures and they've got some nice fixtures coming up um, uh, at home it's it's a that could be the time to play them, just like we play Biscuit at home. Um, so for me, it, it's, there's nothing wrong. And yes, I see the points more in midfield, but you have to be careful. The more premium the asset is, the more likely that he gets rotated. It's very obvious that people like uh, Klopp, Pep, even Jose, Pochettino uh, and Emery will rotate their players. And sorry, they will all rotate yeah. their players. So you just have to be careful. And the reality is that you do you do generally get what you pay for no matter what position. The likes of people who have got Aubameyang at the start of the season, left him in for the year, have gotten their points. It mightn't have been, it might have been a frustrating few weeks. Same as Alonso, you might have a few weeks of frustration, but there will come a time where you'll be happy you have him. Same as people who kept their money in with Salah, they were happy they had him. This just they they do over over the course of the season. It's just a matter of patience with the expensive options in um, in uh, in a, in every position really. Um, Kylie, quickly, I want to come to. There's two questions. Uh, first of all, I'll give this one to you, um, Lene. Helen, Helena Zoe um, Zoe Ten was asking: Arsenal defence viable or not? And if you're if you think yes, would you go for a class match or would you go for Bellerin? I'm just not convinced by Arsenal defence. Someone on Twitter was asking me this question um, earlier in the week, and indeed, I think Kolasinac returned, did he, um, this he's week? Always, even. He's, he's, even if he has, I mean, I think Kolasinac has always, he's always looked, I mean, when he came into the league, he looked yeah. like he was going to be another a competitor a for beast, Alonso, really. Yeah. Yeah, um, they're really attacking, you know, and they they always have been, certainly for the last couple of years, you know, their defenders have been um, really attacking. But Arsenal are very much, at the moment, I know that um, they just kept a clean sheet, but that, that was against Huddersfield. Um, I, I just don't see them focusing on clean sheets at the moment. They do have good fixtures, though. And, you know, as premiums go, I guess they're cheaper than some of the other premium ones. So if you wanted to go uh, in a different direction to a, to one of the standard premium defences that we've been looking at, then by all means, what I would say is I'd be going into it with more of a punty approach than a, a genuine expectation of consistent clean sheets. So it, it really mm-hmm. comes down to what your expectation is in terms of getting them. If you're getting them in terms of, you know, hoping for a, a, a great game week followed perhaps by a, a couple of one-pointers, 
then, you know, no risk, no reward. Um, For me, it's not the choice I would make. Nice one, Kylie. Um, And quickly, Marzi, FBL executive, was asking, he's basically talking about the Man City defence. Since Mendy has gone, no other defenders are delivering attacking returns or clean sheets particularly. Um, So basically, it's more of a, a, he's he's basically asking, he or she is asking the same question as we were talking about in terms of um, divesting from that expensive defence. But is there like do you, what are you thinking on Laporte or the other Man City defenders? Are they people that you would be looking to move away from um, as part of this overall move away from the the premium defensive options? No, to be honest, I don't really rate the the Man City defense. Uh, they seem to concede silly goals uh, when they're winning, and I mean to be honest, they do have. have they have an all right fixture, you know. They've got Everton, Palace, Leicester, Southampton, and then Liverpool. So it, it's it's an all right fixture list. However, like I said, they seem to just concede a silly goal in a three-one win or something, or you know. And, kind of uh, like Liverpool actually last year. There. Remember, we were going that they they were never yeah. seemed to keep that easy clean yeah. sheet. And there's always rotation there as well. Um, you just don't know who's going to be. And I see him doing that more even. Uh, over the congested period, so City, from a defence point of view, no, I, I wouldn't yeah. be looking at them. Um, next up, we have, um, and this is basically about David Silva. Is his best days gone? Leo Jimmy was asking, suggest me David Silva's replacement for the long term. Um, he's eight point seven mil. Um, Kylie, what are, what's your thinking on David Silva? Um, a lot of people got a good, decent bit of value from him in the Man City midfield, but. What's your thoughts on him long-term and who would you suggest as a long-term replacement? Yeah, I wouldn't be looking at David Silva long-term. I was put off at the start of the season by Pep's comments with respect to his age and the fact that his minutes would need to be managed. And we have seen that throughout. The alternatives there would be if you've got a little bit more money, um, well, maybe more than a little bit more money, you could go Sane. Alternatively, you could look at um, for 8.9, I think it is, for Ali, um, who's hitting some form at the moment. Spurs, as we know, have some really nice fixtures. Ali has just had a rest. I do think there will be more rotation than perhaps we're used to with the Tottenham midfield, including Ali and Ericsson, um, just because they have these options. But I would still think that they will play the majority of games those two. Ericsson's more expensive, but, um, and then there's Son as well, if you're into a higher risk, but more reward situation. Mm, And I love Son. Son is definitely someone we're going to have to spend a little bit of time with in a minute, but quickly move on, Marzi, to, um, and we're trying to rattle through these folks because we did get an awful lot in this week, so thanks very much. Um, Lacazette, Marzi, Split MG was asking, drop Lacazette, 45 minutes, Emery's rotation roulette. Um, sure, the fixtures are good, but is it worth the risk? So um, what's your thinking on Lacazette? Lacazette um, has, has it, has, is he somebody that people maybe should be moving off now that over Miang looks like he is really the main man up front for, for Arsenal. I genuinely think that the Arsenal pair will share goals between them. Yes, like it was taken off, but I, I heard he was, so I don't know if it's serious or not, or if it's, look, Emery's going to do that in some games, you're just going to have to live with it. Sometimes Boomerang is not going to start, but he's shown that he can come on and score, so did Lacazette. So I say stick with him through this period, because there's not many um, uh, players that um you know, delivering at that at that price, and um, Kylie's going to be really happy because Dinia just scored a free kick. Oh my God, oh. you are kidding me! No, I'm, I'm <laughs> not, Holy crap! I'm in, so in, in happy. The, in, in the ninety fifth, in the ninety, in the ninety sixth minute, ninety fifth and a half. So talk well, about ma- um, making your game week, yeah. And Marcy, I do believe that I said he would deliver on his attacking potential at some point. I'm glad so, the, stats, uh, the stats don't lie, Marcy. 
That's um, it. Let me have yeah. my stats. Hundred <laughs> uh, percent. Um, the uh, Salah, um, Kylie, come to you on this. Salah is, of course, a player that everyone is talking about yeah. after his hat trick. Um, Paul at Sky Player in FBL and Andre L. Um, Andre L. Zero three one three were asking re Salah owners. Um, was it? Is it? Is it basically the start of more to come, or is it nothing more than a parting gift? And um, can we really justify selling him right after a hat trick? He's looking at Hazard because form fixtures. Two million in the bank. Um, what's your thinking on Salah? Is this is this something you expect to see continue? I don't think my view on Salah has changed. I mean, it, it's not like we didn't know that he had this in him. Sometimes he misses a lot of shots. Sometimes he gets them in. Um, he hasn't delivered a hat trick thus far this season before this week. But then, to be honest, he wasn't delivering hat tricks last season, except for that one incredible week. Um, where was it four goals or something mental he got? Um, Salah is a great player and Salah is going to deliver goals. And I believe that at the end of the season, if he's not the top scorer, he'll certainly be one of them. For me, that's never been a point in question. It's It always has come down to what else I can afford in my team. The benefit of Salah is that he's very captainable. But if you want to stick with Kane during these fixtures, if you want to have a Bamiyang, if you're interested in Hazard, if you're interested in Sterling, it is impossible to have a premium asset from all of the top attacking teams. So you need to make your decision about which direction you want to go in. For me, I was one of the people who sold him um, before the Burnley match. Um, and... Uh, you know, that week it paid off handsomely because I brought Kane in and, and this week it didn't. So those are just the highs and lows. But I am not in a position where I want to tear up my team, which I am otherwise happy with, to bring him in. I think that I have to continue to play the game that I've played. That being said, if I had him in my team, I wouldn't be looking to get rid of him. No, 100%. I mean, I think that one thing people... And I personally am looking at Salah to get him in. He would be, um, I'd have to, I think when you have Salah, you definitely have to um, probably be a little bit thinner elsewhere. And with this festive, the festive period, I do want to kind of have a strong bench and have people even that I'm making a hard bench decision every week. Um, whether it's like the likes of Marshall or or Wilson, for instance, or something like that, that you're li- making a really tough decision each week because there will be so much rotation that they're likely to be coming in. And one thing with Salah is I'll have to probably have like a 4.5 mil forward in my team if I do have Salah, if I just just because of the structure of my team at the moment. So um, yeah, no, it. But we we all do do expect this from uh, from Salah, and it probably will continue. It all depends on if you can afford them. Uh, Marzi, come to we're going to talk Spurs because uh, and of course their favourite son um, Husky Nation, Husky Nation 1 was saying Son and DA are playing well um, Kane are one of the aforementioned for Spurs coverage so um, of course that is all whether you whether you actually um, really believe in coverage um, he likes holiday season Kane um, Oba FBL is also looking at Son bringing him in for Sané and Jamie Dodd at JD Suker is also considering him um, he actually JD was actually saying he has three options that's hold on to Marshall bring in Anderson or bring in Son uh, both for a minus four um, which option would you go for in them for JD and um, what's your what's your thinking on Spurs coverage yeah I mean, look, Spurs have really good fixtures. Uh, I've already got Kane. I mean, you've got Burnley, Everton, Bournemouth, Wolves, Cardiff uh, until the 13th of January, they've got United, then Fulham, Watford. Great set of fixtures. Look, we, we say it, we're going to say it again, we'll say it over and over again, the R word. Uh, the, whole, the whole team is at risk. Maybe Kane is the only one. I know he, got, he just got rested, but that, that, that was pretty much a one-off. I can't see him, and I don't understand why he came on, but unlucky for those who had the good vice-captain. So... For me, Spurs players, yeah, not not defence, by the way. I don't rate their defence either. Uh, but, you know, you've got Ali, Eriksen, Son um, and Kane. The thing is with the midfield is there's so much, again, potential rotation. However, they've all proved that they can come on and score. 
or start and, 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 and score. And I see Son especially as a form player and he's on hot form at the moment. He's definitely on my radar. Especially, I wouldn't swap Sane for Son because City are the best attacking team. So yes, I know they just um, lost and didn't score. But if you look, if you watched the game and saw their chances, no idea how Sterling and, Sterling and Sane didn't, didn't get on the score sheet. Um, but... Son is a great option. I love the way he plays and he's he's a great FPL asset. I wouldn't be looking at Ali or Eriksen at the moment for me personally, just because I think there's other players out there that match what they do. Um, so, yeah, I, I think it's important. It's good to have a cover, uh, but I wouldn't swap them for a City player. Yeah, because even if you're because with City, you're often thinking rotation, rotation, but uh, but Spurs even more so. And great point with their midfield. There is so much, so many options in midfield that that it's um, it is very hard to predict when Son is going to play. Never mind return. Um, Kylie, um, this comes in from FBL Families Lee. Um, he was basically looking at Hernandez as an Arnie replacement. So he'd love our thoughts on Hernandez. He's actually pretty okay with his midfield, so he's not going to look for bringing in Felipe Anderson, who's been on fire. But he does want some West Ham attackers. Um, looks good while Arnie is out until January. So um, what's your thinking on, on Hernandez as an FBL asset, Kylie? Yeah, he's he's an interesting one, okay. So at 6.3, I mean, obviously, we know that the, the main attraction here with respect to West Ham is their fixtures. And, and the fact that um, the last three games that they've played, they've been scoring a lot of goals. So they have been making the most of these fixtures. Hernandez, in particular, is one that's just kind of unexpectedly come out of the gate. Um, in the last three games, he's got three goals, an assist and three bonus points, which is much more than I would have expected. And it's a lot more than I would have expected when having looked at his stats as well, because they're kind of middling. You know, it's 1.8 attempts on average, one shot on target, but his shot accuracy is pretty good at 57%. He's not really making, creating any chances. But the thing about it is, this is one of those examples where you kind of have to go, mm, you know, we will take the the statistics statistics with a pinch of salt. I mean, look at Aubameyang, for example. Like, really, he shouldn't be, um, based on the amount of shots he's having, he, he seems to be overperforming, but he's really clinical. I don't know that I would say Hernandez is really clinical, but he's taking advantage of his chances. He's going to be playing in there while Arnie's out. They have great fixtures. And one of the main things here is that there's suddenly, after a season where we've had so many fantastic, really valuable options up front, there's suddenly like this just desert with no options there because Arnie's out injured. Now what's happening with Wilson? You know, people, some people, unfortunately, have gone from one injury to another. Zaha is now out because mm, of a, yeah, a ban. Yeah, I was going to so, say that. Yeah, so there's not really a lot of options out there, and and he's starting matches at the moment. So I think he ticks the required boxes, and he is an interesting differential considering that a lot of people are jumping on either Anderson, like myself, or or some people now looking at Snodgrass. So given that you've got like Rondon and. Uh, slightly suspect Mitrovic as as other alternatives, then I certainly would be giving Hernandez a look in. I don't think you've too much to lose there. Yeah, I think if you were if you were looking at if you were planning on bringing in Arnie for this fixture run, say if you hadn't got him already, um Hernandez would be a great move to just and be able to kind of stick with your same plan. Um, yes. as, as, as Lee is saying, to not have Anderson in, but just kind of move on to, um, move on Chicorito instead of, uh, instead, instead of Ernie. So, um, you know, it could well work out and he has pedigree in the Premier League and, of course, in La Liga as well. Um, Marzi, um, Richarlison to Richie. So, um, there's a good few questions in for, um, about Richarlison. Um, of course, this was before he actually scored tonight, but, um, he's wondering, Claret FBL was wondering, sell Richard, Richarlison for a couple of weeks, then get him back in for game week 19 or just ride it out through the tough fixtures and FBL jogger. 
was wondering um that's asked left let me be your fan too um would you remove richarlison for his next few fixtures he doesn't have the obvious option of felipe anderson but open to uh open to other suggestions under seven and a half million so what's your thinking on richarlison mercy if you have if you have no other issues in your team and you fancy another player who has better fixtures uh, you know, o- over the Christmas period, maybe sometimes you have to take into account the fixtures. Um, but for me, if it ain't broke, don't fix it. Richardson scoring points. He he scored again tonight. We just said that City defense is not great. They've got City next. He could always get a goal. Um, I, I, listen, I think I think if he's part of a player that where you can downgrade and get some uh, like a better play, so like a double move and getting a Sterling or or a Hazard or a Salah back then it's worth it, maybe. Uh, but um, he's not one... You know, if you've got Martial and Richarlison, why would he sell, why would he sell Rich first before Martial if he's injured, for example? Um, so mm. it just really depends on and, the and team. And Rich is playing. Like, exactly. Rich just... He, he's, he doesn't seem to be getting um, rotated or... You know, that's not to say it won't happen, but he certainly seems one of the more secure options in that price bracket. I don't believe um, actually um, the, his his manager um, uh, Silva. Um, I don't believe he actually even benched him at all, even for Watford last season when he I was fit. I don't think he so. Plays, I don't think he ever has. He just literally plays him when he's fit, and that's all there is to it. Um, and bear so, in um, mind, he he was you know he was exhausted coming into the Premier League, so. Last season, he would have needed a rest. And he still um, flogs them. Like, like yeah. what, what was it we were going to call it, Kylie, from now on, instead of, um, you know, so we could be politically correct. Instead, oh, of, <laughs> in, instead of flogging a dead horse. It's, uh, um, fed him, uh, feeds him like a fed horse, I believe. Feed, that's feed, feed, yeah, feed, like feed, feed him like a fed horse. <laughs> and, two birds, uh, one scone. <laughs> feed, feed, yeah, yeah, feed, yeah feed, feed two birds with one scone. Yeah, be careful. Yeah. <laughs> We're so modern. Uh, yep. So, uh, J- John G. Grifters United, um, one of, of course, and thanks, John, as always, for your question. Um, he is basically asking about a tumultuous few game weeks. Do you think it's viable to carry any bench fodder? Um, as Can we, I just we, say, we, what a word. What I, I love that word. I have never heard it before. And tumultuous. It's first, yeah, what a word. It's beautiful. Oh, I've yeah. never heard it before. It's I, not a word that you'd use normally. Uh, I don't well, think. Well, in, John, in a conversation. John, John is very educated. So, um, very, yeah. An eloquent know. mister who had a super game week as well, by the way. Yeah. Well done, John. Um, but it, but I think we've kind of covered this before in terms of there is a lot this season of quality players who you can put on your bench without having any major fear of them blowing up, uh, um, you know, and just, you know, any real selection dilemma. But also they're playing every week, you know, with the, with the in defensive options, even in midfield with the Bournemouth, um, with Frazier up front, even Wilson, as we're mentioning, Chicharito. There is a lot of options who play week in, week out now. And um, so it is probably no reason to have a non-playing um, options on your bench. But uh, but I have to say, as I said earlier on, I think sometimes it is good for with this period to actually have explosive options, proper premium options. And that is one of the, the problems with having Kane or Salah in your team. Um, it, but but uh, of course, they are the players who can majorly blow up and come up with a hat trick, hat trick in any game week. But uh, the uh, but John, I, I that's what that would be my answer on that one anyway. Um, they, folks, I think that's probably all the time we have for listeners' questions, but thank you to all of our listeners because we, we got a ton in this week, so uh, do keep them coming next week and we'll make sure we get to you. Um, looks, let's move on to our Game Week 17 plans. And um, so this one, I'll come to you first on it, Marzi. What are you thinking for transfers this week? I know you're saying you're going to be basically stalking Ben Dinnery once more, um, but um, is is what's your plans for the for the Game Week? And give me your bold when your Barlow captain and picks as well so original plan before coming into this game week when I looked at it at the beginning of last game week when it started was that I need a City defender and I'm still looking at you know could do Alonso and Martial bring in Sane in or if I do sell Salah it'll be it'll be Sterling straight away um, I'm going to leave it I don't know just it, sometimes it could, it's good to act on a, on a good week or a bad week and sometimes it's good just to hold off and just hope again, you know, can Everton... Uh, the way I look at it is, the way I looked at City is, can Watford and Chelsea 
not concede too many, kind of live with one goal. And, and I said to myself, yes. And I was lucky that that's, that that's what happened. You know, they didn't score at all against Chelsea and only a couple at Watford or three, but it was random goal scorers apart from Sane, right? So for me, it worked. But I don't know if I can keep going without those City players. So I need to think about that. As it stands, uh, so I don't know for my, for my moves right now, but my captain, as it stands, uh, it'll be Kane uh, against Burnley. Um, I think it's a, it's a no-brainer to be honest. Um, as long as you know, we'll see we'll see how they do against Barca and how. But I, I expect them to play because Spurs would want to keep the the push. Uh, they're doing well uh, and they want to keep going in the league. Uh, as of uh, vice captains go, it's quite actually, uh, sorry or Baldwin's. It's it's actually quite a tough week for Baldwin's. Um, Probably boomerang against Southampton probably doesn't count as one. Um, no, I... no, I don't. Maybe it's not grass against Fulham. That could be a completely bold one move. Um, but yeah, I don't Felipe, have the hottie party. Felipe Anderson uh, would be even a bold one move. Um, he'd yeah, be, he's he'd he's mine. Tip. He'd be mine as well. So Snodgrass makes sense. I think it's one of the few bold one options that looks attractive. And um, those West Ham boys. Yeah, and um, Kylie, what about yourself? What's your? Are you in a similar boat, or is have you got a predetermined kind of? Have you got something in your head for um, for seventeen? No, I, it's all up in the air for me as well because I have Martial and Wilson, so um, I really need to see more about what's going on there. It seemed as though Martial might be okay, um, because the suggestion was that it was precautionary. Wilson I'm highly suspect about so um I really do need to just see you know w- what's going on there I'm I don't want to take a hit uh, part of the reason I've got through the last few weeks okay I mean I did have a couple of good weeks but part of what made them very good weeks was that I haven't been taking hits recently um and that has really helped so I'd like to not take a hit this week if I can avoid it so we will see, and I don't really feel any particular conviction about any moves that I would be making at this point, so that's going to be a tricky one. Um, my Barlow pick would be Kane as well to Burnley. Yeah, Barlow is definitely, definitely Kane for me, um, and Anderson as well. But uh, I think we're all, a lot of us are in the same boat. I have Marshall and I have Richardson, or Rich, Marshall and I have Wilson, and a lot will depend upon upon the injury news as the week develops. I would like to kind of, I've had Ryan in goal as my first choice um, and only playing um, goalkeeper. And I've been a bit disappointed with the, uh, with obviously the returns from that. I would like to upgrade. And against Chelsea, I'm not particularly hopeful of, of a clean sheet. One nice thing about him is he does seem to come up with save points each week. And while I do hate um, using a transfer on a goalkeeper, um, the the Brighton the Brighton clean sheets have been irritating me or lack of them have been irritating me a bit so far, but um definitely hundred percent on Captain Kane um Captain Kane for seventeen, um that's all we got time for on tonight's show folks um so um thanks a million for ha- another another great FPL chat and uh, hopefully our listeners have enjoyed them and thanks for all the listener questions um because because they do make our show, um do share and like the pod on social media because um it makes us happy doesn't it Kylie. It very much does. Doesn't it, Marzi? Hell yeah. Hell yeah. Um, but uh, do share and like the pod and, um, and best of luck in Game Week 17. Adios, amigos. One for each other and all for one. The three brave amigos are we. Brother to brother and everyone. A brave amigo we.